Tiffany Youngren, owner of OMH Agency, and welcome to Breakaway Agent. In a world full of real estate pros struggling to get ahead, there are a few who emerge and become wildly successful. If you are or are working to become one of these breakaway agents, then this show is for you. Thank you so much for listening. And even if you just get one thing out of this episode that helps your business grow, well, then that's a huge win. Hopefully, you'll get a few nuggets to help you move forward. Today, I am so excited to welcome Alan Canis. Alan has earned his reputation as one of the San Francisco Bay Area's top producing agents. He's a skilled negotiator and consistently delivers top dollar in the shortest amount of time as he orchestrates buying and selling experiences that are as successful as they are brief. Alan has a deep love for his husband, daughter, and a large extended clan and is actively involved in local Bay Area nonprofits that address issues of affordable housing, senior care, LGBTQ, and child abuse prevention. Alan, welcome. Hi, Tiffany. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, um, I again, I'm just so excited to uh, have you here and uh, hear more about what you're doing. It sounds like you're very involved in your community and have quite a bit of passion for uh, homeownership and such. I do. I, I, I'm very involved. I, some say I'm too involved. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> Well, I don't know. That's, I think that's pretty cool. Well, how about if you just start out, tell us, tell us about yourself and what you do. How long do we have? (laughs) (laughs) So so I'm a real estate agent and I uh, help buyers and sellers. I've been very, very fortunate in my real estate career that I've been uh, among the uh, top of real estate agents and assisting uh, buyers and sellers in the top 1% and assisting clients finding real estate and assisting clients selling real estate. I'm also a uh, full-time dad uh, with my husband, Mark, and we have a beautiful seven-year-old. Oh, she'll be turning seven in October and um, very involved in my community um, and where we give back as much as we can within the LGBTQ community. And like you said, within, within senior housing and um, uh, just very involved. That's awesome. Well, and it sounds like you've reached some level of success in uh, what you're doing. How long have you been, been in real estate? Uh, I started in real estate and timing was everything in the middle of 2007. Mm. And people said, if I could make it then, then I would be so successful now. And I was very, very, again, very fortunate. In the middle of 2007, I was able to help six families the following year, 18 families. And then it was just a snowball effect from there. When it was such a downward market in 2008, 2009, 2010, I actually took that as an opportunity to assist families with when they were losing their homes to actually help find homes. And with the short sale market, the REOs, uh, and it, it was really a hard time for families. And that's where, again, I took it as an opportunity to assist families. That's awesome. That's really cool. I, I totally agree with you. I almost, in fact, I was talking to um, another broker recently and I was like, I almost feel like people are disadvantaged when they start right now because, you know, the market's been hot. It feels like, you know, you just hang your license. But if you started back in 2007, 2008, then you really know what it takes to 
survive and thrive even through that. But it's really cool to hear about how you help families during that time that um, I know a lot of a lot of people needed help when it came to real estate. They did. And, you know, when I started in real estate, I, it was before we had our child, our daughter, and my day started at 630 in the morning and they ended usually at 730, eight o'clock at night. I was very, um, uh, I treated this as a, a full-time career and it was, I got into real estate coaching. I did four open houses a weekend. I really got into the trenches and engulfed myself into real estate. And I love, 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 love what I do. I, I was very, very fortunate. That's very cool. Well, and I believe like everyone has strengths. Um, and as someone who is, you know, a high achiever like you, yourself, it really speaks to the fact that you've leaned into those. And they're what I also like to call superpowers. <laughs> and you mentioned before that one of your top superpowers is in negotiation skills, um, striving to get your clients more. Would you elaborate on that? Well, with a seller, it is what I tell my client, my sellers is that when they start negotiating at the beginning, when I sit down with them, I tell them, let's negotiate at the end when they receive their offers. Don't start negotiating with me. I'm the real estate agent. We want to start negotiating with the buyers. And the negotiation skills for me is I listen. I listen to what a seller's needs are. Then I listen to the buyer's agents and I listen to what the buyer's needs are on the other side. And I start the negotiations with the buyers at that point of listening to what their what their needs are going to be. So for instance, agents tend to talk too much. And I'm one of those agents, but on the other side, it's listening. And when you have six offers on the table, the average real estate agent, when working with a seller, will tell the seller, you take the highest and best offer. My negotiation skills extend from there. And what I mean by that is, is that we don't take the highest and best offer. My job is to negotiate on a seller's behalf. And most sellers don't realize that. They think my job is to sell the house. So with those six, going back to those six offers is we counter all six offers. If we have 12 offers, we counter all 12 offers because we don't want to leave any monies for the seller on the table. And when the seller starts negotiating at the beginning, when I sit down, when I first meet with them, that $5,000, $10,000, $12,000, $20,000 off my commission at the beginning when I sit down with them, I tell them, let me negotiate when, I, we, when we receive your offers, when we get those five, six, 10, 12 offers, because I'll be able to negotiate that difference all day long because that's my job. I don't leave any monies for you on the table. That's really wise. That's really, really good advice. Um, and then also you mentioned that uh, knowledge as well as commitment were also factors in your success. What habits do you feel like have kind of gotten you to be able to use that? Cause I feel like a lot of times, you know, we're good at things, but are there habits that can support you, you know, commitment or even, even the knowledge that you have and probably continue to gain? I mean, I'm sure that you haven't already arrived and know everything about real estate. So do you have any habits that support those? 
For me, my habits are keeping to a schedule. My habits are going back to my sphere of influence. My habits are making sure that I keep in touch with my sphere of influence, making sure that I treat my business as a business because that's exactly what it is. And I actually come into an office every day. I don't work from home. It doesn't work for me to work from home. I want to keep my home separate from my business, from my day to day, because I need to be able to make sure that when I'm off, I'm off. My family tends to say I work when I, even when I'm at home, because I do love what I do. And my clients though, do respect that when I'm off, I'm off. I do have a team and, but I don't let my, um, I don't hand off my clients to my team. I make sure that I stay in touch with my clients. So a good habit for me is making sure that on a daily, weekly basis, I continuously stay in touch with my clients. That's really good. I bet that 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 not only helps your production, but it probably helps just enjoy the process even more, just getting to know these people and really understanding what they need and, and meeting those needs because you do stay in touch with them. And one of the things that I've learned is that um, I'm not <laughs> in, in a real estate agent's career is we're not saving lives here, but you know what? We're affecting them. Mm. Right. Exactly. Well, and one thing you said that you're really passionate about, um, things that if you were to share it with, um, you know, maybe your team or other real estate agents that you work with that you want to maybe help inspire or, or educate or are the ideas of being a team player um, and coaching and giving back as much as possible. Um, what can you just talk a little bit more about that, um, especially considering it's something that that it sounds like you're really passionate about sharing with other agents? What I took from uh, early my early days when I was coaching is when I was actually receiving coaching is when you become successful and you are way up here. Um, uh, at your funeral, what do you want to be remembered for? And personally, I don't want to be remembered for how much real estate I sold. I really want to be remembered for how much I gave back. I want people to remember me for my family and things of, the, of that nature. And so that's why it's so important for me to give back as much as possible because my husband and I were very successful in what we do. And there are so many people out there today that are so less fortunate <clears throat> than us. And why not give a helping hand? Because that's going to come back to us in so many different ways. Even our daughter, you know, she is so fortunate in what she has in her day to day. And we have to teach our children that they are so fortunate in what they have. And so, and how do they have those things? It's because we want to give our kids more than what we had. So, but we don't want them to take it for granted. So we need to teach them as well how to give back. Yeah. That's really true. That's, that's really, really true. Well, so that just makes me curious. First of all, seven, how fun. Um, is it, do you say your daughter <laughs> yeah. was seven? Is that right? <laughs> yeah, she's, she's going to be seven. Okay. Okay. So going on 18. 
<laughs> yeah, I feel you. I have two little granddaughters, and they're so cute, and they're two and three, and I, already I'm just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> they're wow, all granddaughters. Me already. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what are some ways that you do that? I mean, that can be really difficult, especially you know, as you achieve success and, you know, I, I'm sure I, what I'm hearing from you is like, I want, and maybe I'm just, um, projecting how I'm, how I'm feeling. And the, as you're saying it is like, you know, that work ethic that you have, you want your kids to have that. You also want to give them things so that they are able to enjoy life and have less pain and more, you know, enjoyment. Um, but then also you want them to be good humans. What are some things that you do to make these things happen? Well, one of the things that we do is uh, there is an organization that we belong to uh, called Hip Housing. And each year we donate to a family. So I pick a family. I, I try to pick one of the largest families and we go out and we buy gifts and we wrap the gifts. So Casey gets involved with wrapping those gifts. And uh, there is for Thanksgiving, we buy a family uh, a Thanksgiving dinner. We try to, I try to do at least one, if not two or three families where we buy a full dinner and she gets involved with doing that. There is, uh, I was on the board of the Brewing Game Mothers Club and we, I was spearheading changing the name to the Brewing Game Parents Club, which we just did. And they belong to, uh, they they donate to so many different organizations and they uh, involve the kids to donate to these organizations as well. And so it's getting her involved in that. So it's also when we are out and about and we see a um, uh, somebody that is less than what we have, it's reminding her that these individuals do have less and assisting them. It's opening a door for somebody that's older. It is um, uh, sharing day to day with her little friends. It is. Um, it could either be buying an ice cream for somebody or one of her little friends sharing a toy. We were at, at dinner at a friend's house, and one of her little friends, one of uh, her little BFFs, gave her a toy. And so when we were on vacation, the whole time is, what are we going to get for Wyatt? What are we going to get for Wyatt? So mm. it, it's reminding her that uh, it's not all just about her, even though that's what it was with me. <laughs> it's not <laughs> just all about her and how she gives back. And that's what we have to teach our kids. So a lot of contribution, a lot of thinking about it giving is a lot. and making yes. it kind of a habit where it's top of mind. So that's really cool. Yes. Well, and on the business side of things, like I love that you're so committed to the growth of your business because, you know, again, I'd asked you some questions ahead of time and it's like even where, you know, obviously you're really good at what you do and you've reached a level of success, but you're still committed to growth. What are a couple things that you struggle with right now when it comes to growing your sales? Marketing. What's okay. the best marketing avenue? What's the, that's, that's our, that's our number one. It's what's the key thing to, what's our key thing that is, that is going to be working the best is marketing. So what kind of outcome are you looking for with your marketing? What I look for and what my, um, my business manager, who is my husband looks for are two different things. Uh, I look at longevity. He looks like for instant gratification. So, um, we have 
you know, we, uh, we are running such high volume that I look at the longevity. So like for running a farm, that is a 12 month, uh, rate of return. He looks, if we don't receive something within the first 60 days, we need to switch it over. Right. Right. So, wow. Okay. Well, in marketing, that's, you know, that's, yeah, <laughs> it's probably good to have both methods, but yeah, that's, it that's is. interesting. You have to market, but yeah. it's what's, yeah. what works for one person doesn't always work for another and in different areas. One, one thing works for somebody else. One thing works for another person. Right. Well, and a lot of, a lot of it too goes back to, you know, who is your, who is it that you're speaking to, you know, who's your ideal client and and things like, so how about if you tell me something in marketing, especially that has really worked well for you? Most what we can find when we go back and look at mine, most of mine, I would say 95% is my sphere of influence. My sphere is, comes from, uh, my business comes from that. Uh, the small other percent comes from mailers, uh, comes from um, farm. So, but we are engulfing more monies into the marketing of the farm to build that up. But really, the most of it comes from sphere of influence. It's working that sphere. Yeah, I agree. I think that's really a good yeah. approach to it. Well, hey, I have what I call rapid fire, um, my rapid fire tool chest. So I'm going to okay. say something. And then if you can briefly tell me your favorite tool, person, or whatever else, whatever other response is appropriate, you can also say pass if you don't want to, like if there's some trade secret or something, or, or you oh, just Oh, great. Can't. There's a button. <laughs> what was the <laughs> I know I do. I need like some kind of red button I can send out ahead of time, but <laughs> that's a great idea. So, um, okay. So the first, the first one, time blocking, number one, do you do it? And if you do, what tool do you use? I do use time blocking at times, not okay. all the time. And the tool that I use is just my regular phone, my schedule. Okay. So your your phone calendar type thing or yes okay perfect and and sometimes my assistant okay awesome <laughs> and your <laughs> that's a lot of people's favorites too yes so <laughs> so it's a little teamwork thing going on there yes. so so favorite technology favorite technology my iPhone at this moment in time <laughs> my iPhone iPhone. All right. Best CRM. I don't use it. Oh, wow. Okay. How do you, how do you manage your contacts? My iPhone. Okay. Just your con like literally in your contacts, in your iPhone. We, so the funny thing is not funny. Ha ha. Well, funny. Ha ha to me. My team uses constant contact right now. Okay. I am supposed to be using it, but I don't. Okay. In all honesty. Okay. 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 So how about transaction management? We use a pipeline and a it's pipeline? an Excel spreadsheet. Okay. And one of your favorite books right now? Honestly, I don't read. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> I watch movies. <laughs> I watch it's okay. Favorite, favorite TV show. <laughs> Favorite TV show. Or, you show. know, Netflix or whatever. What was that? 
favorite TV show right now is Veep. Veep, okay. I'm going to have to watch that. I've heard that a couple times. So uh, who, <laughs> who has been an overall mentor to you? <sighs> overall mentor. Uh, if I have to go back at the very, very beginning would be, I, I would not be where I'm at today if it was not for Tom Ferry. Mm. Oh, I love that. That's so where was I he, got did it. You... That's where it was all started. Okay. So like back in 2007, when you first started, did you yes. jump onto that coaching with him or? I got onto the ferry, the gay guy saying, got onto the ferry wagon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Awesome. How's that? Okay. So who has, you're just cracking me up. Okay. So who has been, um, I mean, Tom Ferry sounds like he's been one, but have you had any other real estate teachers or coaches that have impacted the type of agent that you are and broker you are today? When I got with Tom Ferry, I, there was a group of real estate agents that we, I, I worked with. Um, there was, um, um, oh gosh, I'm just going completely blank right now of their names and I can see their faces, but their names are, you caught me off guard. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, there was, um, uh, Christoph Chu was one of them. Um, there is, and his name is just escaping me. He's going to kill me because I talk to him every Friday. He is, um, um, well, you can, and you can email us too, and we can put it in the show notes. Okay. Um, yeah. and his name is escaping me right now. Um, there, there was a group of us and we masterminded together. And what we did was we talked every week and it was through the Tom Ferry group. And that's why real estate coaching really got me on the path. And with the real estate coaching, it was small and it was, I went through talking weekly and I worked my way up, not, not just through the mastermind coaching, but it was an intimate group. And then I, I coached with Tom Ferry and then it was, I met with a gentleman, his name is Tim Smith, and we became friends and I learned from him as well. And he's much, he just powered through and he's, um, Southern California, same with Christoph Chu. And I follow them as well on what they do. And one of the shows that I watch, and I don't know if I can say this, but I'm going to say it anyways, is Million Dollar Listings oh, and okay, yeah. watching that and learning what how they talk with their clients assisted me on how I talk with my clients. So I have to ask, so is it, do you prefer California or LA or New York? I prefer LA personally. I've been watching. Okay. Um, I started with Madison Hildebrandt at the very beginning and okay. I, I follow all the way through to today's. Okay. Very good. Very good. Yep. I'm a huge yeah. fan too. So I don't, I, I'm not ashamed to say, it. in fact, I'm listening to Ryan Serhant's book for like the third time. So, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that's awesome. I love that. Um, so what do you think is the most underrated resource in your industry? Underrated resource, um, the title companies. Oh, and how's that? Well, the title companies right now, we utilize them so little and they work so hard for us. And right now what happens is, is that they really get the, bun, uh, the, the bottom of the barrel of, um, 
uh, how they get treated, mm-hmm. um, unfortunately. And not only by real estate agents, but sometimes by the clients. And they get the bum, bum end of the stick. Mm. Oh, gotcha. the gentleman I, I was thinking know- of, and I have to mention his name, is Rick Avery. I talked to him oh, Rick every Avery. single okay. Friday. <laughs> There, got to get his good, name in there. <laughs> good job. Good job. That's awesome. Well, I have to say, you know, about the title companies, my husband and I, we ran a brokerage for over 15 years, and I have to agree with you. Um, you know, they, they not only just work their butts off to make magic happen half the time, mm-hmm. but, you know, the amount of contribution that they make into the industry just through training and things like that um, is remarkable. And then, yeah. Yeah. They're always the ones that, you know, our emergencies become their emergencies. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, good. I I appreciate that. So what haven't I asked you that maybe I should, should have, that maybe would help, you know, our, we're we're speaking to, you know, you're out there listening. um, We're talking to real estate agents who want to level up their business. So is there anything else that I didn't ask that might help to that end? The only thing I could think of today is if you're a new agent, align yourself with somebody that is a top producer and take and learn from them. Learn as much as you can from them and just basically attach. And because what I find today is that the newer agents, they don't. The younger agents, they, they, um, they want things, and this could be the age, and this is where my age starts to show through, I think, is that the younger agents, they want things just given to them, and they don't want to work as hard. And what happens is they may maybe get burnt out. The interesting thing is, and this is a true statistic, is that 85% of the real estate agents out there today are lucky if they're able to help, what is it, one to three or to four clients lucky. The small 10% thereafter are lucky to help up to eight or nine clients a year. And the small 5% do all the other business. And if you can attach to that small 5% and learn what you can learn, that's what I would do. And then get into real estate coaching and attach. And then with that real estate coaching, network with those top, top producing agents, collect those business cards and do, and, and don't, Try to do everything that if it's Tom Ferry, Mike Ferry, Buffini, don't do everything they're offering. Do three things and Mm. do it for 12 months. And if they work, they'll work. But if you try to do everything, you can't do everything. It's impossible. Right. Right. Too hard. That's really true. And, you know, I I like the three things. Um, I'm definitely one who... You know, whether I'm at a workshop or anything, I'm always the like, oh, three things. What are three things I'm going to pull out of this? But the other thing I think that you said is really valuable is the whole idea of masterminding. Because when you're around those people, especially if you've been able to align yourself with high performing agents and brokers, you know, there's a different language that they speak that your like bad mindset language doesn't fit in very well. So you're able to maybe shake some of those bad habits. You're right. Definitely. That's awesome. Okay. Well, and you know what, real quick, and I probably should ask this earlier. I'm just, the more I've been talking to you, the more curious I am. So you, you've got a team. How many people are on your team? What does that structure look like? 
Uh, right now, we have five people on the team. I have um, two other agents. I have a director of operations that gets properties. Uh, that's Gina. She gets properties ready. I have a full-time assistant, and then I have a social media person. Awesome. Um, wait, is that right? Uh, then, <clears throat> and then there are um, there's my business manager, and I think that's it. <laughs> okay. And so do you all yeah. work together as one cohesive sales unit or do, do your agents who work with you, are they on their own production or do they produce within like the team side? Does that Good make sense? Question. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Um, we all work together. Um, the uh, one buyer's agent, uh, he does, he works on his own and he works under me. Um, the, the other agent that just came onto the team um, she, she's working on her own and she's working with me. I also have an agent that is just a referring agent. So I, I didn't count her as the five, but she is, she has a full-time job and all she does is refer. And okay. she, she has business cards and she just refers to me. She is a licensed real estate agent. So I, I have people like that on the team. Oh, that's really interesting. That's really, that's really brilliant. So, well, awesome. Well, thanks. I, yeah, like I said, I was just super curious about that. So, um, I appreciate that very much and, um, well, good. Okay. So that brings me, it brings me to my last question. I am a huge foodie and I ask this at the end of every single episode. Okay. I used to have a marketing podcast too, and I, I've never ended an episode where I didn't ask what is your favorite dish and where can I find it as of right this second? Cause I know, you know, like I know me, I have different dishes every week, but as of right now, what, if I were there, where would you send me and what would you tell me to eat? Ina Gardens, lemon skillet chicken. Ooh, yum. It's easy <laughs> to make and it's, it, it turns out great every time. And it's okay. my daughter Casey's favorite So your dish house, it sounds like. <laughs> I, I'll make it at my house. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it is so easy to make. That's awesome. Well, very good. Well, Alan, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. You're so welcome. Thank you for having uh, me, Tiffany. Oh, of course. And I really feel like you gave us some really great takeaways from um, uh, especially a lot having to do with contribution and how important that can be, because even beyond just how do I get successful, it's understanding what to do when you are successful, I think is just really good, something really good to keep in mind. Give back as much as possible. Yes. People need it. Yes. Yeah. And then also, I um, I just want to like tell everybody out there, like Alan is, he just seems really humble, but he is a very high producing real estate agent. And so listen to what he says. Um, I know when I grow up and I'm, you know, if I were to ever be a top <laughs> producer, I would want to be just like him. So um, thank you so much again, Alan. Thanks to everyone who's listening. Thanks to Taylor, who's been working hard in the background, making sure everything's clicking like it's supposed to be. And remember, the best is yet to come.